You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 77. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Our Take segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we take a look at Atlas Engineered Products Limited, symbol AEP on the TSX Venture, a Canadian-based supplier of trusses and engineered wood products. The microcap recently posted a very strong second quarter, has broken into profitability, and has strong growth guidance for its 2019 financial results overall. A listener asks us our take on this stock. Our star of the week is Expel Inc., symbol XPEL on the NASDAQ, a company which should be no stranger to our clients, having been a top buy recommendation in both our Canadian and U.S. research. Expel is a global provider of protective films and coatings, primarily to the automotive industry. The stock was up 23% one day alone last week, 40% in the month, and is now up 518% since we recommended it to clients just over under two years ago at $1.42. Can it continue? We'll let you know. Finally, our dog of the week is Frankly Inc., symbol TLK on the TSX Venture, which provides a software platform for brands and media companies to create, distribute, analyze, and monetize their client content on the web and mobile and television. The stock was down 22% this week and is down 68.4% in the last month alone, more than qualifying it as our dog of the week. Is it an opportunity or will this dog keep barking? We'll let you know. Let's get right into this show. I'm going to welcome back my traditional co-host here, Mr. Aaron Dunn. He was on his fabulous European extravaganza vacation. How did that go and how are you doing, Aaron? Well, uh, it was uh, it was a multi-city trip with a two-year-old and a five-year-old. So <laughs> I'd say that now that I'm back, I need a vacation. Yeah, understood. But, uh, it, yeah, it, everything went well. Lovely trip. Lovely That's trip. good. It's good to hear. You, you feel energized or still jet lagged? Not at all. No, no you're done. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're I, think just, that, I think coming back to work is going to feel like a vacation. To uh, understood. I did 16 yeah. days with two kids, and yeah. Yeah, uh, you need a uh, you need a vacation after that. It is true. So, but we're also going to welcome Brennan. Brennan's back. Uh, we kept him around, even though Aaron's back. Uh, how you doing, Brennan? Good. Yeah, really good. And I appreciate that you guys are keeping me around. Well, you know, it's day to day, right? It's day to day. So we'll see. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. as long as we're you joking. keep that. Keep delivering. Uh, no, good. You're doing a good job. So, and uh, we'll get that on air it. right now. We, <laughs> I know it's, <laughs> it's good to get that out in front of all the people. No, so we're going to start with our Your Stock, Our Take segment. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. 
A question came in from a listener here on email. I don't have the listener's name in front of me right now, but he came in on email. Uh, It's on Atlas Engineered Products Limited, symbol AEP on the TSX Venture. We actually met with management of this company in Vegas earlier this year in person, sat down with them, had a good chat. Aaron, I'm going to let you take this one away. Okay, so Atlas Engineered Products, uh, AEP on the TSX Venture, trading right now for about 43 cents. And it's a, it's a micro cap company, um, barely a micro cap actually, with a market capitalization of about $21 million. And what Atlas does is it's a Canadian-based supplier of trusses and engineered wood products. So it's engaged in the manufacturing of trusses for commercial and residential buildings, and it delivers to customers on Vancouver Island and in the Lower Mainland. So the, the, the main theme, I think, right now, the main thing that we want to point out and notice about the company right now is that they've just recently um, transitioned into bottom-line profitability in their last quarter, and we've seen, a, we've seen a slight uptick in the share price since then, about 9% since the quarter was released on July 29th. Um, there has been some acquisition activity, and I believe that is is driving the performance and the outlook. On March 5th, the company completed the acquisition of a company called South Central Building Systems um, for uh, about uh, $2.5 million. So looking at the recent financial performance, uh, the company... It, generated absolutely fantastic growth in revenues for their second quarter. Second quarter revenues were $9.1 million. That's an increase of 196% over the previous year. Adjusted income was about $600,000 um, compared to a loss of $112,000 in the second quarter of last year. So that is the transition into profitability that we like to see. Uh, and adjusted EBITDA was, uh, was about $1.6 million dollars compared to 106,000 in the previous year. Excellent growth for the company. We really love to see these small businesses transition into profitability. But of course, one quarter profitability does not necessarily make uh, a profitable company going forward. So we want to ensure that um, this is going to be a lasting trend and not just uh, not just a one-time situation. But looking at the company's outlook, it does appear that management expects the, the positive results to continue. So the company's uh, revenue objective for 2019 is to reach annualized revenue an annualized revenue run rate of about 40 to 50 million dollars and an EBITDA margin of about 10 to 15 percent now taking uh, taking acquisitions into account they they also believe that they will be able to eventually uh, expand those EBITDA margins up to 15 to 20 percent so good growth there now looking at the valuation here, um, if you're to, if you were to take the company's earnings over the past 12 months, they would actually be negative. Uh, the the valuation based on the EBITDA would be about 38 times uh, trailing 12 month EBITDA. So EBITDA earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization over the past 12 months. But really, the company with a company like this, we have to look forward. I mean, a 38 times multiple. EBITDA is extremely expensive. We would never even consider a small company like this trading at that multiple if there was not a significant amount of growth going forward. Uh, but they are they are projecting um, EBITDA in 2019 of between four to seven point five million dollars 
So if they hit that, that is a significant amount of growth. That brings the multiple down to between 4.5 to 8.5 times, depending on where they end up within that guidance range. Now, if they hit the high end of their EBITDA guidance of 7.5 million, I would say that a, a, a valuation multiple of 4.5 times EBITDA would be relatively attractive. Um, not for a company this size, given that it is quite a small business and it's in an industry which can be cyclical. I wouldn't say that that's an absolutely uh, rock bottom amazing valuation, but it would certainly be interesting uh, if they hit the low end of their guidance uh, in eight times EBITDA multiple. It's not necessarily really expensive, but it's it's not really that cheap either, given some of the other characteristics of the company. Um, debt to equity, about 0.08 times, so reasonable debt to equity. But what they really need to do is they really need to drive that profitability up, and that's going to make the uh, the debt multiples look a lot better. Right now, net debt to EBITDA is about 14 times. That is really high, but that's if we're looking at trailing EBITDA. If we're going off of their guidance for the current year, that would put the net debt to EBITDA leverage ratio of between 1.7 and 3.2 times. So, you know, once again, if they hit the high end of their guidance, that 1.7 times multiple does, indicates reasonably healthy uh, leverage situation, debt situation. If they hit the low end, I'd, I'd say that three times a three times leverage ratio there is still relatively high. But the company's first half of 2019 has been a, a strong turnaround, and they are looking for positive results going forward. This is this is a company that, as Ryan, you said, we did meet with the company. Um, we met with the CEO when we were in Las Vegas. He's very optimistic about some of the opportunities going forward. He believes that they have some very strong competitive advantages as well um, that are going to drive growth. So that's something we'll be looking at. I would say this isn't a company that we would rush out and buy, but it's definitely something that is very interesting. And we're going to pay close attention and see if they're able to uh, to hit those guidance numbers over the next quarter or so. Yeah, I think you summarized that quite well. It's going to be near term whether they hit the low end or the high end of the guidance. If they're on the low end, it's uh, certainly fair value right now to maybe slightly above where it should be. Um, it hits the high end of the guidance. You know, you could make a case that it could be uh, somewhat undervalued. Uh, and then if they do achieve that margin uptick that they were talking about, then you've really got, you know, you may have something here on your hands. Uh, I think we'll just continue to monitor the company right now, uh, see if it can get a few more quarters under its belt. Uh, if there is a you know, negative overall market, maybe some of the babies get thrown out with the bathwater and this company comes even cheaper. Um, we do caution, though, there is some cyclicality to the industry, so we wouldn't pay a, a extremely high multiple on an EV to EBITDA basis for a stock like this. So, you know, you can see it trading at lower than average multiples uh, because of the size of the company and also because of the industry it is in. So it may sometimes look very cheap, but uh, unless they hit the high end of its guidance, uh, it's not necessarily extremely cheap right no, now. But if they could hit that high end of the guidance and yeah. have growth going forward, then you know all of a sudden it, it starts yeah. to look attractive. Then you may have yeah. something, right? Then you may. So, th and that's why you know if the stock all else being considered equal, it does those things, stays in the same range or is even lower. Then it you know it can be pro it provide a decent spec value going forward if it does those things for sure. 
Now, one company that has delivered, delivered for us and for our clients um, is Expel Inc. And that is our weekly star of the wink, a week. <laughs> From our stars and dogs segment, it's time for this week's star. 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 Expel Inc., symbol XPEL, now trading on the NASDAQ. Currently, share price is around 875 US, that is. Market cap is around 232 million. Why is it a star? Well, the stock was up 23% roughly one day last week uh, after it announced record earnings, 40% in the past month, and is now up 518% since we recommended it to clients just over two years ago, or just under two years ago at $1.42. So what does Expel do? They are a global provider of protective films and coatings, including automotive paint protection films, surface protection film, automotive and architectural window films, and ceramic coatings. The primary product and service is automotive paint production film, typically applied aftermarket, but the company also works with dealers directly. The film prevents those annoying scratches and dings you find on your vehicle caused by flying debris or minor bumps. Now, what is driving the stock? Well, last week, the company reported record second quarter financial results. While revenues increased a modest 4.5% to $30.1 million compared to the second quarter of 2018, sequentially from the first quarter of this year, revenue growth was 21.7%. Gross margins improved significantly to 35.3% compared to 29.7% in the second quarter of 2018. This led to better profitability. Earnings grew to $0.11 cents on a per share basis, up from $0.09 cents in the second quarter of 2018. So in conclusion, and from our perspective, while the margin increase was very strong and very encouraging, the biggest positive nugget from the company's Q2 conference call was Expel now expects to return to close to 20% revenue growth for the upcoming quarter Q3. Combine this with improved margins, and you will see the better profits likely going forward. As such, one can see why the stock surged last week and has now returned over 500% to our clients in less than two years. While the stock performance has been excellent for us, what is really encouraging going forward is that the price gains have been driven by the underlying fundamentals. Revenues have more than doubled in the past two years and earnings look to have jumped in the range of fivefold. This can support a 500% gain from our original recommendation. Finally, I'll add, and I'll toot our horn a little bit here. When we recommended Expel, no broker or big bank was recommending the stock. Basically, the only independent house covering the stock or research house. And the only way it could have made it into your portfolio was by, a, by being a client to Keystone's research. Expel was one of the 10 select recommendations in our Canadian growth stock focused by portfolio and has been in there for the past two years with four separate buy recommendations. Now, Expel's jump this week, month, and over the past two years give it the coveted status of our star of the week. And I'd like to congratulate all clients who owned the stock. It's, uh, it's a great example, and I know we talked about this at our DIY seminars a lot. It's a great example of a company that most people, when we recommended it, would have considered very boring. 
you know, there's nothing exciting about it. It wasn't playing in any of those exciting themes like cannabis or crypto or, or blockchain. Um, yet it, yet it vastly, it, it, it generated returns vastly exceeding almost any, any of the companies in, in, in those spaces. And really what investors will eventually find exciting is a company that can grow its earnings and its cash flow and, and, you know, you don't necessarily need to invest in the most exciting business. You want to find something that's that's performing well. Will people think that it's boring, and um, that can continue to perform and eventually become exciting to investors? And that's what happened with Expel. Yeah, and I honestly like. I, I think the product that Expel offers too is it's just gaining so much popularity in the uh, the car world. Like, I, I want to say that I am a car enthusiast myself, and I know that wraps have been gaining so much popularity and it's just the fact where you know you go and buy a car right off the lot it's such a nice added protection to just wrap your car you can't even tell that the wrap is on your car you keep your paint pristine you know for either if you're going to sell it down the road i just think that it, it is a great product and being that car enthusiast i'd almost say that uh, I, I think that it is an exciting business um but i mean that is just me uh, i know that other industries are more exciting people would say or investors would say like crypto and uh, cannabis but uh, but yeah, great product in my opinion. Well, just just your your explanation of that though too, Brandon. I mean that you know I'm not a car enthusiast myself, but the way you explain it, it makes perfect sense to me. That of course you 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 have this car that you love. It has this pristine paint job. You know you can spend an extra you know few thousand dollars to wrap that thing, and protect it, and keep it looking nice. It, it becomes a no brainer. Exactly. Exactly. And this week's dog is Frankly Inc., symbol TLK on the TSX Venture. I'm going to let you take that one away, Brennan. From our Stars and Dog segment, it's time for this week's dog. Thank you. Okay, so Frankly Inc., uh, again, ticker symbol TLK on the TSX Venture Exchange, currently trading at a price of around $1 and has a market cap of $29 million. Uh, the stock was down around 22% this week and down uh, just under 70% in the last month. Uh, so it has been getting hammered pretty hard here. Looking at the chart, the company had quite a volatile 2019 with the stock rising from around 40 cents to $4 in May 2019 alone. But within the last month, the stock has uh, traced or retraced back these gains. What does the company do? Frankly, Inc. is a Canada-based company that provides digital publishing software as a service and related advertising services for media sites on the internet, and its software enables site owners to design, build, and host sites to publish local content and information on digital platforms. What is driving the stock here? On May 1st, 2019, so this is right before it uh, took its nice big gain, uh, frankly announced the purchase of Triton Digital Radio Platform Assets, covering approximately 800 radio station websites, coming in at a purchase price of around US $3 million. And of course, like I said, not surprisingly, after the announcement of the purchase, the company's share price began to ascend to its peak of $4 that it hit later that month. And uh on July 24th, 2019, Frankly Inc. also announced that it had entered into an agreement to acquire Vemba Video Asset Management syndication and monetization platform. Uh, and Frankly is targeting the company as the acquisition strengthens its position as the most advanced over the top 
uh, video management and cloud payout system for broadcasters. Uh, the CEO of Frankly believes the acquisition will allow the company to offer a broader set of requirements for media companies, which will enable Frankly to tap into a larger portion of clients' digital spend, uh, hopefully increasing revenues. And what I also want to uh, note here is I think that it's kind of interesting. In the news release uh, announcing this acquisition, the company said that uh, this acquisition would also expand the company's global footprint into other adjacent media markets, including such possible areas as esports and gaming. So I just find that it is interesting that the company is, uh, you know, trying to build some hype that they are possibly getting into that uh, very, very uh, hot industry. So looking at the financial results, Q1 2019, revenue decreased 68% to $1.9 million. Adjusted EBITDA was a loss of 1.7 million in Q1 2019 compared to a loss of 800,000 for Q1 2018. Net loss increased to 2 million in Q1 2019 compared to a loss of 3.8 million in Q1 for 2018. And I just want to look a little longer term here as well, looking at the 12 trailing month uh, figures. So first here, Revenue actually decreased period over period around 20%, uh, which isn't a great sign. Uh, adjusted EBITDA was actually a loss in the most recent 12 trailing month period of around 400,000. And net income was also a loss of around 9.4 million. So I do want to say here, the losses in net income and adjusted EBITDA have been decreasing period over period, but still revenue is falling at quite a, a fast rate here at 20%, uh, which again, isn't a great sign. And just to quickly look at the balance sheet, uh, the company does have negative equity due to a large accumulative deficit, which is never a good sign. And it's net debt or, and it has net debt of around 10.8 million. So fundamentally, the company doesn't look uh, attractive at all, I have to conclude. So just in conclusion here, I think this is a story of the market becoming a little too optimistic after the purchase and acquisition announcements earlier this summer. Although the purchases do appear to steer the company in the right direction on its path toward profitability, it's not a guarantee that these strategic moves will help the company fix its deteriorating revenues. Therefore, the stock has sold off to a more reasonable level as investors wait to see the change in fundamentals in the coming quarters uh, as these uh, acquisitions slowly start to hit the balance sheet or sorry, um, the income statement. So this essentially makes it our dog of the week. Yeah, no, it's a good summary. Um, I think like, this is a business that you know, we've looked at somewhat, but it doesn't hasn't fit our profitability criteria. Um, and, you know, I think it's gone through several iterations in terms of what their business model would be and what the, you know, the actual product service that they were selling. Um, often we see that, you know, a management team coming in and changing on the fly, going in this direction, that direction. Uh, there's no real focus. And, uh, you know, we just... I'm not sure what drove the share price higher earlier this year. Uh, in our in in our estimation, it wouldn't have been worth the levels that it got up to. And right now, maybe it's tracked back to a more normalized level. But uh, until it has the consistent profitability that we are looking for, it wouldn't be a company that would uh, fit our criteria. Just an, another thing to to keep in mind as well when you're looking at these types of companies, these these small businesses, is that. 
you know, it doesn't take a lot of buying necessarily to drive the share price up. So you can, I, I don't know how promotional they are, but with, you know, a, a little bit of promotion and some news, some of these micro cap companies can, can get a lot of traction from investors, a handful of investors in the short term. And that can, uh, that can lead to a spike in the share price. But without something actually solid and fundamental supporting that higher share price, um, other people that got in at a lower price are going to look for an opportunity to get out. So we just talked about Expel. I mean, that company, that, that's a situation where share price performance is being driven by increasing earnings and cash flow. Well, when a company has no increasing earnings and cash flow, uh, it, it's it's essentially being driven by speculation, and you're always going to have some investors that look for that opportunity to take profits. Once that happens, um, other other investors often pile on and take profits as well, bringing the share price back down. Yeah, I think that it's interesting too how just Ryan said that uh, management doesn't really have much focus, and uh, just in relation to the most recent. Uh, news release here how the company's saying that they might you know all of a sudden kind of spin off here or not spin off but move into esports and gaming which of course is such a hot topic um you know and, and again it almost brings back that that no focus uh and it, it kind of relates back to me almost i don't know if it was about a year ago or that when the blockchain was really uh catching traction and a lot of companies out there would you know, they'd have nothing to do with blockchain, but they'd throw blockchain in their name. And uh, next thing you know, the stock would would take a huge jump. And I'm not, you know, saying that that that's exactly what the company's doing here. But I'm just kind of emphasizing what Brian's saying is, you know, the company, uh, they've been kind of, uh, you know, not having a clear direction in the past, uh, which of course is being shown by the the revenue decreasing and uh, lack of profitability. Yeah, and these companies need a focus on what they're doing to create profitability, the focused business model, the model to revenue, the model to create cash flow over time. Uh, you know, if you're continually changing that. I mean, with a co- I'm not saying this is the case with Frankly, but often we say in a business that continues to raise money, there is one focus there, and that's to raise money, to tack on to the, or glamour on to the latest sector out there, and that's the way to raise money. So the focus is to raise money and line the pockets of management, not to um, not to enrich shareholders. And uh, that is a company I'd be very wary of overall, just generally speaking. We're not saying that's what Frankly is doing, but when you see changes as business, when you see buzzwords hit the financial statements or the press releases over time, uh, maybe that's the focus, just raising money other than creating a cash flow producing business that'll drive shareholder growth long-term. So that would be something I'd be wary of. Now, I think that's going to finish up our show this week. I'd like to note that we have a busy fall schedule upcoming. Uh, I will be in New York in uh, the third week of September at a research conference meeting with some management teams of companies that we're looking at. We will all be in Toronto in September on the 20th and 21st for the Toronto Money Show. I encourage all clients and listeners to come out. Uh, Both Aaron and I will be speaking at the Money Show. Love to meet you and see you in person. Uh, The next day, we'll be back in Vancouver on the 22nd and 23rd at uh, the Extraordinary Future Conference. We'll be speaking at that event as well. Encourage clients in that area to come out and meet us in person. Love to do that. Details will come out next week on our next nine-city DIY tour. We're really excited about that, what we can present at this event. And I'll, I'll let you know that Expel, which we highlighted today, was actually a company that we talked about and recommended at one of these uh, events recently. 
Um, and since that point, it's up 90%. So that was just over uh, one seminar ago. We talked about it there. So not only are you getting our way of building your portfolio, which we think is the best way to build a portfolio, uh, you're getting actual recommendations at these seminars that are powering and performing well within your portfolio. So I encourage you to come out. We'll have details on what cities we'll be hitting, and that'll start off in October, but we'll have details on that next week. Again, thank you, Aaron, for co-hosting with me. Thank you, Brennan, for co-hosting. I wish you all profitable investing. Profitable investing. Thank you.